Hey, this is Bree Noble, and I want to welcome you to Indie Interactive, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. Again, my name is Bree Noble, and I am so excited to be with you this morning because we are going to be having a pretty interesting conversation. Now, we're going to be talking about how to avoid music scams. And let's be real, there are a lot of music scams out there. There are a lot of people that are trying to take advantage of you guys as musicians. I'm a musician myself. I've been there. I've been screwed over <laughs> plenty of times. Um, but I do want to preface all this by saying that this is going to be a much more positive take. I do not want this to be all about complaining and ranting and calling out specific incidents or people or companies or anything. What I want to do is equip you guys with the knowledge and some tools to know what to do to figure out if something might be a scam. Um, some things you could think about when you're looking at something to say, hmm, maybe I should bet this a little bit more. So please don't start ranting in the uh, in the comments. And I know most of you that watch this show would never do this, but I just want to make sure that you know this is a positive take on the subject. And if you want to rant and you want to curse and you want to yell at people, then do it somewhere else. <laughs> okay, so I got that out of the way. I do want to let you guys know that I would love it if you would share this with any other musicians that you think that could really benefit from this, whether you're watching it live or watching the replay. I think this is a subject that isn't talked about enough and we all need to talk about it, but we need to talk about it in a constructive way. So again, we're going to be talking about how to avoid music scams. And let me just check and say hi to anybody that's here live. I so appreciate when you would show up live. Hey, uh, Molly, um, welcome to Matungi. And that's all that my page has updated at the moment, but let's check and see if anybody else is here um, live with us yet. A uh, couple more people, but it's not showing me their names yet. So anyway, I will get back to you in a few minutes, but let me tell you why the subject came up. And that is because I am doing a workshop with Michelle Lockie tomorrow, Thursday. So if you're watching this on the replay, it is Thursday, the 14th of September. Um, it's going to be at noon Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't signed up yet, it's femmusician.com slash music licensing. If you want to join us, we've got over 350 people already signed up to come to this thing. It is amazing. Um, we were talk about learning how to make money using music licensing. But what's interesting is during the Q&A at the end, this subject always comes up and there's a million questions about it. So I thought that I would kind of address it right now and um, and really focus on the positive side and maybe, you know, cut some of these questions off at the pass. But, you know, there's always a lot of questions about specific companies and everything. And I'm not going to talk about that here, but I am going to talk about um, some steps you can take to figure out if, if, if something comes into your view, like if somebody emails you about an opportunity, if you see something on one of the sites, you know, whether it's, whether it's, Broadjam or Sonic Bids or Music X-Ray or Taxi or Hit License or, you know, anything like that that you see online, uh, Reverb Nation, all those things. 
I want you to go through some steps to decide whether it's, it makes sense for you to invest your time and money in it. So um, number one, I don't want to get negative, but I'd love to find out from you guys if you've ever felt like you invested in an opportunity or something that, you know, about a day later, you just had like major buyer's remorse, or you found out something about it that you're like, oh, I should have realized that, or, you know, I should have done more careful research. I was just talking to to uh, one of my coaching clients the other day about this. And, you know, not to not to say, you know, anything about the way she handled it, because I know when I first started, I did the same thing. I, I thought, Oh my gosh, this is exciting. Oh, this, you know, and I jumped on things without checking them out. So the first thing I would do is obviously use the power of the internet and Google it and look around. Um, there is a caveat with that in that there can be a lot of, again, negativity online and there can be some people that are bashing, bashing everything. Um, everybody's got something that they hate or there, everything has got haters. I'm sure I've got people bashing me out there as well. Um, so whatever you find on Google, like you'll find the good and the bad, but it will at least give you a start and it will help you, you know, find some, some avenues to look down, to go to their website to look to see if they look like a professional company or organization um, to just maybe there's some testimonials around that you can see. But I can tell you that, you know, if you look up and actually I was kind of doing some research for this and looked up, you know, the word music scams and, you know, I saw taxi scam. I saw music x-ray scam. I saw reverb nation scam. Like everybody says that everything is a scam. So take that all with a grain of salt, because there probably are definitely scams within some of those sites. And I'm not faulting the site. They do their best to vet things. But, you know, you're going to find you're going to find the good and the bad when you Google. So you don't just stop with doing your Internet research. The biggest thing that you need to do and um, you need to utilize the resources you have of people that you trust. So if you've got a question about some kind of an opportunity and you're in one of my groups, ask me. And, you know, if you know Michelle, um, Michelle Lockie of um, Licensing Songs Academy, ask her if it's related to music licensing. She will tell you. She knows. Ask people if they've experienced this. You know, join our group of over 1,800 female artists and put something up in the group asking if anyone has had experience with this particular company. And I can almost guarantee you that if a company is contacting you or you see them online, somebody in that group has had experience, whether it's good or bad. So if, you know, if you don't, if you're not part of our group, I highly recommend that you join some kind of a group where you can get that peer, um, information from your peers and that feedback. So if you're not part of our group, definitely go to WOScommunity.com and we have a, a large Facebook group um, all for female artists. So, you know, ask around. Uh, if you're thinking of joining Taxi, ask people if they've joined it, what has been their experience? Um, 
And, you know, keep in mind the level that people are at that you're asking. I know, you know, when I first started with things like taxi, you know, I didn't do very well at first. And I could have easily just dismissed it and said, oh, this is a scam. I'm not getting any forwards. But luckily, I was smart enough to see, no, it's not their problem. It's my problem. My songs aren't strong enough. That's the reason that I'm not getting forwards. And once I started taking that, you know, constructive criticism and changing my music, then I started getting more forwards. And I thought, okay, it's not a scam. And then I started talking to people that I knew had had placements. And they're like, yep, it's not a scam. You know, that actually, you know, you can get real connections out of this. You can get real placements out of this. And so I think that's true of anything. Part of it has to do with the quality of what you're submitting. And part of it has to do with, you know, how much you, you know, about the, you know, the outcome of other people that are getting from this opportunity. So um, definitely recommend you find a group of people that you trust. If you don't have that, definitely come to me, come to anybody in our group, and we'll try to help you out with that. Because we all get strange emails. I mean, keep in mind, I'm an artist, right? So I also get these emails um, that that come out of nowhere of people asking, you know, saying that there's this opportunity and that opportunity. So if you've seen it, probably other people have seen it too. Um, another thing to consider when you're doing your research or asking is, is this opportunity in relation to an actual decision maker or is it a middleman? What I do see a lot of is I see a lot of publishers um, or song pitchers that are saying on places like Music X-Ray, you know, um, we pitch music to X, Y and Z or we you know, have direct access to X, Y and Z shows and stuff like that. But the problem is what they are as a middleman in that they just grab a whole bunch of songs and then they choose one or two of them to actually show to the publisher. And so just because you paid and you submitted and they accepted your song doesn't mean you're actually going to get time um, for the publisher to actually listen to your song or the supervisor or whoever it is. So I would definitely look into um, whether these people are the actual decision maker or not. And I always tell people when they submit to Women of Substance, like we have a music review board, but I am the final decision maker. And I listen to every song that ever gets on the air. So it's important to know what that process is when you're submitting. So I want to check back in with everybody that's here live. Um, and kind of see what you're saying about these these music opportunities and um, and see if I can address anything. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, and it's great to it's great to see Annie and Deborah and Denise and Elle and Florence. Every time I do this, I feel like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, you know, you're, when he says hi to everybody at the beginning. <laughs> um, and Ken and, oh, hey, Ken, how's it going? Um, and Kelly, uh, Shelly, sorry, not Kelly. I was saying, thinking Ken and saying Shelly. Um, so 
let's talk about let's talk about um well, let me just make sure that that I'm still live because I'm seeing a weird Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yep, we're all good. All right, so next, I want to talk about red flags and things that would make you say, hmm, this doesn't look quite right. Now, the first thing that I want to call out, because this is what came up recently um, with with my, um, my coaching client and also me, like I actually got this email, which I think is funny. Um, extreme flattery. So you guys may have seen emails where people are reaching out to you and they're saying, oh, we love your music. We this, we that, we want to do this thing for you. Um, most of the time when that happens, they say they're going to do something for you and maybe they will at the beginning, but immediately following, it's like, okay, we did this tiny little thing for you. Now the next step and the place that you're really going to get traction is X, Y, Z, which costs these dollars, right? So I want you to really, really watch when you're getting these flattery emails, because I think a lot of times we get them, we get really excited about it. Um, I've gotten things where like people say, oh, I found your music online and we want to license it for this and that. Um, that's pretty uncommon. Like someone actually finding you online and searching and finding you, I want to say is a very, very, very small percentage chance. So that is a major red flag too, is if they're contacting you. And I hate to say that because I know that, you know, every once in a while, Somebody contacts you and they really do have your best interests at heart. But I want this to be a red flag for you to look more into it because most of the time people are not going to be finding us unless we just have some major PR machine going on. Um, and we, and then we would probably know how we got this contact, but most of us, our music is just hanging out on our website. Maybe we're doing a few Facebook ads or, you know, engaging with our fans, but we're probably not attracting, um, these kind of opportunities without, you know, directly submitting to them. So those first two red flags are extreme flattery and them contacting you. And finally, I want to talk about one that may seem a little weird or counterintuitive, and that is that the opportunity is free. And the reason that I say that is because these, keep in mind, are businesses. Just as you are as a musician, these are businesses, and they need to make money somehow, right? So what I think is so much better is when they're upfront about it and say, look, you know, it it takes us this much time. We have high quality people reviewing your music. You may even, you know, receive kind of some kind of a critique when you submit, but we can't just take submissions for free because we'd have a deluge of submissions and we wouldn't actually have time to look at all of them. So to me, if they are offering free submissions, that usually means either they're really not going to pay any attention to you because there's going to be so much competition or that they're going to immediately be asking you for something else. And, you know, that is my ethical reason for charging a small fee for when I take submissions for women of substance, because 
I can't afford to be listening to stuff for free. Um, and we would have so many submissions that we couldn't even get through them. And so, you know, what's the way that I can distinguish between a higher level submission that should take my attention versus somebody that just threw stuff in there. And let me tell you, we have done in the past um, submissions through Reverb Nation that are free because pretty much that's all Reverb Nation does now. And what you get is um, so many more submissions than you could ever go through. So many uh, irrelevant submissions. I get submissions from male artists. I get submissions from um, genres that we don't accept. Um, And it is so much that I could never go through it all. So let me warn you that if you submit to any free submissions, either on Reverb Nation uh, or Sonic Bids or any of those, but especially Reverb Nation, because Reverb Nation is free all around, um, the likelihood that you'll get listened to is so low and they've got a way that um, since I'm a, you know, somebody that listens to music through there and chooses things, I know that how this works, they've got a way that you can sort by the number of followers people have. And I can almost guarantee that people are sorting that way. And so you'll only get listened to if you have a huge social media base. And so that's immediately knocking out so many people. Now, when I used to do this, and I even used to do it for very genre specific things, because I knew that we would get so much music, and I'd have to have one of my review board go in there and just discard about 90% of it, which ended up being a total waste of my time. Um, When I got down to that 10%, what would happen was if I were to sort it by followers, that was not going to really give me quality. There would be people that were super high quality that had like 50 followers on social media. And had I done that, I would have missed out on their music. So I am so glad that I'm not doing that anymore because number one, it makes me crazy. And number two, I'm missing out on people that I really should be listening to just because they haven't yet developed a following. And it's, it, to me, it's so it's so counterintuitive because why is it they want to submit to my station and my podcast? Because they want more exposure. So, you know, why would I only look at the people that already have exposure? I want to help those people that don't have exposure. So all that to say that free is definitely a red flag because of the fact that these are businesses and they need to make money somehow. So if they are offering you something free on the front end, they probably will pretty quickly be asking you for some money in some way, or they'll say like, Oh, you know, you get one spin for this, but if you really want, you know, to be on the radio for a month or whatever it is, you know, the submission that you're doing, then it's actually going to cost you a hundred dollars, you know? So you need to be very, very wary of that. Finally, when you are deciding whether to submit to music opportunities Um, you need to think about what's in it for you. Like, don't just submit to opportunities willy nilly. I know when I first started, I certainly did that. I, anything I, you know, if I had a love song, I'd be like, oh, this is a, needs a love song. Oh, this needs a love song. And I never thought about like, okay, say I were to get a placement here. What would I do with that? 
How would I utilize it? What would it do for my career? I was just so, um, you know, so desperate for more attention for my music that I didn't think through where that would go if I did get accepted. So I want you guys to be more choosy. I want you to have thought through that whole thing before you accept. I mean, before you submit, what will happen if your music does get accepted to that? How will you capitalize on it? Um, That is going to help you avoid scams because the the scammy ones are very, very um, shiny. You know, they make it sound like this amazing opportunity. And, you know, you can't pass that up. Well, when you spend the time to think about, you know, what's in it for me and what would I do with this if I actually got it and how would this work? It will give you that time to think through, like, could this really be what they're saying it is? Is this even possible? It will cause you to slow down and not get on the excited train and jump in before thinking it all through, before doing your research, checking into their website, make sure they look like a real company, make sure that you've talked to some people that have dealt with them before and can get some, you know, and you'll always get some, some bad, bad press or, you know, there'll be some people out there that had bad experiences, but if you have more people out there that have good experiences, then I think that's enough to you know move forward and try it out as long as they're not asking the moon they're not asking for huge amounts of money from you you know you want to try them out at a level that you can afford so i hope you guys have found this helpful is there anything that i talked about today that maybe you hadn't thought of doing or maybe you realized after the fact oh my gosh i should have done that before jumping on you know this music opportunity And, you know, obviously there's a lot more to cover when it comes to scams. I mean, there's, there's not, it's not just about music submission opportunities. It's about, um, it's about, you know, record label opportunities and show opportunities and all those things. Um, But I was mostly focusing on submission opportunities online because we all get inundated with those or we like to kind of browse through them. If we're on, you know, music x-ray, maybe they send us something that, you know, that says we've matched your music with another company. And I love, actually, I love that feature, but just because they say we matched your music doesn't mean it's a good fit for you. So keep that in mind. Um, I'm looking in the the chat here and I did, because I am talking about submissions, I want to, Oh, Hey Chuck, how's it going? I want to, um, to mention as well, like, ways that you can submit to women of substance. And um, yes, we do have one that's free. And I don't want you to think that that's a scam just because it's free. But you do need to know that because it is free, we can only feature um, two or three videos a week. So you may be in a queue that's, you know, 10 to 20 videos long. Uh, That's part of being free. So if you want your video to be featured, because I see somebody mentioning that here, you can go to uh, wosradio.com slash video submit. Um, You can also just go to our page and click on the video tab and it will um, drop down the menu. One is the video blog where you can see all the videos that we feature. And then the second one is video submit where you can fill out the form. Um, We do feature videos on our site 
They stay there forever, but we also continuously promote them on social media. So um, you'll get some some uh, shout outs on Twitter and Facebook, and we put them in our queue to continually promote those. And that's a totally free service that we want to do for you guys, because I know you work hard on videos and we want to help you get some traction for those. Just don't submit lyrics videos. We much prefer uh, live action videos. And then as far as um, submitting your music to women of substance, I, I do highly recommend that we have been working very hard to get an even bigger reach for our podcast. And we have recently hit 10,000 listens in a month or 10,000 downloads in a month um, this summer. And so, you know, we are averaging between like seven to 10 to 11,000 uh, downloads per month, which is awesome. Um, so if you want to be featured on Women of Substance, you can just submit to our review board. There is a small fee, but that does help us stay legitimate, uh, stay a business and, um, you know, keep doing what we do and helping you guys. You can do that at um, bit.ly slash WOS submit or just go to WOSradio.com and click um, right on the front page. There's a um, there's a button to submit your music. So it's, it's super affordable. It's, I try, I'm an artist myself, so I have no interest in scamming you guys whatsoever. So I try to make it very, very affordable for you. So let me just check and see if there are any other comments and questions in here. Um, let's see. Um, let's see if I can pronounce your name. Shashika, that's a really beautiful name. Um, hope I pronounced it right. Nice to see you. Oh, you're thank you. Thank you for congratulations on 10,000 downloads. I'm very excited about it. We are working really hard with our social media strategy, posting all over Facebook and, and Twitter and LinkedIn and, you know, anywhere that we think will get more traction for you guys. Because the whole point of Women of Substance is to promote you guys. So the more you guys help us promote the more we promote, it's just a wonderful cycle of awesomeness where we're all promoting together and all boats rise with the tide. So that's that's the feeling behind that. Oh, thank you, Elle. Thank you very much. Um, I do love our platform on Women of Substance. So um, let's just refresh this one more time, see if there's any other comments. But, um, you know, we'll we'll keep this conversation going as far as um, as far as music submissions and stuff, I think next week I'm actually going to talk about places for you to find um, submission opportunities that I think are, are completely legitimate and real. So um, tune in for that next week on Indie Interactive. We are always meeting here on Facebook um, at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Wednesdays on the Women of Substance page. And if you haven't signed up yet, I know most of you have that I see here, but if you haven't signed up yet for the workshop tomorrow, it is like the best workshop that I um, have all year because I bring in this fabulous expert that um, everybody really loves learning from. Um, it is how to make five figures from music licensing with Michelle Lockie. That's tomorrow. Um, also at 9 a.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, noon Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you haven't signed up yet, go to 
bemmusician.com slash music licensing. And I will see you back next week on Indie Interactive. Until then, continue making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business.